What's up, guys? Here with you with FC Wonder Kid, episode 103. Here with my guy, Bretson. How are you? I am about as good as Erling Holland's hair getting <laughs> let down uh, because Erling Holland is your man. He has now matched the all-time first-tier English record for 34 goals in a season. And my goodness, I don't think anybody uh, could feel as good as him right now, especially because... Manchester City is now in first place. Am I right, Alex, or am I right? Fuck, fuck. Man City are officially leading the title race. And I want to start by saying Arsenal, in my opinion, they didn't bottle it. They didn't bottle it in the match against Man City. They bottled it before with draws against <laughs> Southampton in 3-3. Those were the matches. Yeah. But you talked about Haaland, yes. and I want to say Haaland is the first player since 1930 to score 50 goals for an English club across all competitions. He is inspiring the next generation, yeah. Erling Haaland, and it's just beautiful to see. But my main player, if we're going to yeah. talk about Man City, and Man City now being the leading title contender, it's because of Ruben Dias. Ruben Dias only lost once in his last 36 matches for Man City. He elevated the standards. He is the leader. And now we go I'm going to say Ruben Dias starts. And I would bench and sell Kolabali and Van Dijk. Ruben <laughs> is the best center back in the Premier League right now. And that's why Man City is going to win the Premier League. Three, Let me guess three about Premier Leagues in a row, Breton. He's that guy. Yeah, no. Ruben Dias. Uh, he, he has... Company. He, he has been that guy, but but I I will not I will not give him all the credit uh, because I think uh, Akanji, I think Nathan Ake, I think John Stones in mm -hmm. particular, uh, they all deserve as much credit as Ruben Diaz does. But you're you're absolutely right. When Diaz is healthy, my He's goodness, the um, He's the best hard one. hard. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree there. But um, the defense in and of itself is essentially what has allowed this Manchester City offense to thrive, uh, not only in jump-starting it, um, but but protecting it. And um, I just don't see a, you know, there's still the possibility of a slip-up. I know for everybody that likes a little dramatic ending, everyone that likes maybe a little parody when it comes to the Premier League, I mean, this is, they, they've got this locked down. Pep Guardiola knows how to do this. And Pep mm -hmm. Guardiola showed so much, um, this is why he's one of the greats, Right. He showed so much tactical awareness uh, when it comes to that game versus Arsenal um, that I think he also obviously out out coached his protege, if you will, in, in Mikel Arteta and Kevin De Bruyne. I do also have to say Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, reaffirmed, if if anyone was wondering, uh, <laughs> that he is one of the best midfielders of all time in the Premier League Fuck. with that match versus Arsenal. Fuck. Okay, um, but all my goodness, all-time eleven. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne yeah. isn't my all-time eleven of the Premier League. No doubt in my mind, he is one of the Ooh. greatest cams in the Premier League history. And Kevin De Bruyne yeah. has such a mad stat that shows how he's different from all the competition. Brun Fernandes is special. Martin Odegaard is special. But Kevin De Bruyne, since, uh, um, uh, since 2015, Kevin De Bruyne has 102 assists in the Premier League. In second That's is Christian Eriksen with 64. That's the Ooh. difference. 
40 assists. That's levels. Kevin yeah, does Bruyne since 2015, elevating that and uh, leading that position. I want to say that. Yeah. And Guardiola, yeah. this Guardiola team is inspiring a new era of Man City fans. The culture has changed. Yaya Torre, Aguero, David Silva, a leader like company. These are legends and football heritage in the past 10 years in the Premier League. But now you got Haaland, Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne, Ruben Dias, Ederson. You got legends in the making with Guardiola. And you got to respect what Man City have done. Football heritage in the making. I wanted to give I, big credit to that. I saw you I saw you snuck Ederson in there. Would you really uh throw Ederson in there? I don't necessarily think he's He's, he's, he, he, up there the, with those other names just he yet. the difference ederson did the consistency he brought when he came on okay. to, to man city yeah. for 40 million i don't see goalkeeper problem any season so i think he i think he's i think he's worth it and to play with yeah. guardiola you got to be good with your feet and ederson uh, is you. quality one of the best to do yeah. that so and yeah. that's that's why that's why one of the clips went viral uh after that first goal was scored when uh pep Pep and Manchester City took the lead against Arsenal. Uh, he's celebrating, he's celebrating, and then he's turning and he's yelling at Ederson. He's yelling at him, he's giving him pointers, and Ederson, while giving him some pushback, is also saying, I got you, I got you, I got you. And uh, that that relationship, that working relationship, you're right. I mean, it's certainly <laughs> what, makes, what makes Manchester City tick. But listen, the difference in this particular season, mm -hmm. right, this particular season for Manchester City, obviously – is Erling Holland true? It's Erling Holland, man, and you already mentioned it. You mentioned the goals. You mentioned the fifty plus. You mentioned that we're we still got a whole bunch of games left mm -hmm. that are, by the way, very favorable in Manchester City's light. Okay, true. But what we aren't necessarily mentioning is Erling Holland is also up there with the same amount of assists this season in the Premier League as Bruno Fernandez, <laughs> as Martin Odegaard, as Mo Salah. Okay. <laughs> As Trent Alexander-Arnold, as James Madison, okay? He's got seven assists this season, all right? And I, I understand, you know, partly by his making, partly by his his size, partly by his acuity, um, he's going to get assists with just how dominant he is at times and how big of a target he is. But, at the, uh, you know, this is 41 goals and assists in the Premier League, arguably the top league on the planet and Erling Holland has come in and made it his like his wonderland, Ballon right? And it, 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 now he's in the uh, Ballon d'Or race. At Dortmund, he was special, but now Man yeah. City, he's giving guarantees to the world of football, leading yeah. the Premier League in a semi-final of the Champions League and in the final of the FA Cup. Erling Holland mm -hmm. can do the treble like Sir Alex Ferguson did with Christian Ronaldo, that was the last player to win a Ballon d'Or in the Premier League. Okay, Holland can be mm. that guy to contest, contest with Lionel Messi. But one yep. last shout on my end for Man City. I want to say, Man City are eight games in a row winning in the Premier League because they got a player like Julian Alvarez that substitutes mm. Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, against Fulham, Julian Alvarez. Won a World Cup this season. He's got 13 goals and four assists for Man City this season, too. And he replaced Gabriel Zouj, the best backup yeah. striker in the Premier League, in my opinion. And still 30 million profit with the sale of Gabriel Zouj to Arsenal and spending a, like 20 million signing Julian yeah. Alvarez. Great management from Man City and showing levels again. And Grealish is playing so, so well. At Fulham, great it, match, too.
So I wanted to He is he is still still a very expensive price tag, but let's be honest. Mm-hmm. What what a transition or what a transformation, if you will, that Pep Guardiola and Manchester City have obviously architected because they really didn't spend their butt off um, in the offseason. In fact, mm-hmm. I'd say that their biggest stinker is Calvin Phillips, which mm-hmm. they're definitely going to have to address, right? Um, but they're they're going to continue to add the right pieces, not just the most expensive pieces moving forward. Although I'm sure they'll have 70 to 80 to blow on Josco Gavardiol. Uh, but we all know that that likely is not going to be <laughs> blowing your money. That is going to be a very, very good um, investment in the depth of Manchester City because I don't Bellingham. think they're done yet. Or Jude Bellingham. Um, that I don't oh think gosh. Holland must be asking the board to get Jude Bellingham. <laughs> I would, if Holland yeah. manages to convince Jude Bellingham to come to Manchester City with Pep Guardiola, that's a dynasty. Yeah. And that's, again, yeah. football heritage in 10 years' time. People will be yeah. remembering the squad with the Bruyne, Holland, and the possibility of a Bellingham joining in. Guaranteed. But, but I, you, we need to talk you, about Arsenal. You we need we, to just we, we, I, quick mention Arsenal okay. here. Because yeah. Arsenal, they're going to face Chelsea at home, Newcastle yeah. mm-hmm. away, Brighton at home and Forest mm-hmm. away. And then Wolves at home. I honestly think that they're not going to win against Newcastle and Brighton as things are. Mm. Things aren't looking good. And how unfortunate. And their peak. The Arsenal have to face Newcastle and Brighton when they're in their absolute peak this season. That is so unfortunate. And my last thing with Arsenal is... Arteta had a successful season and the best season I've ever seen from Arsenal since Arsene Wenger days. He will return to the Champions League and they haven't returned to the Champions League ever since Arsene Wenger too. So big yeah. congratulations to Arsenal for that and they must secure the second place for Arsenal fans to be happy. Wanted to see yeah. <laughs> and they've got a road re- they've got a roadmap to improvement. Um, although arguably it, it really just comes down to how much of this season was uh, something to build upon and how much of it was a flash in the pan type of situation, right? Um, There's no guarantee Thomas Partey remains injury or mostly injury free throughout the next season, right? To build upon this. Uh, There's no um, automatically assuming that Gabriel and Saliba uh, continue to get better and better or that Ramsdale didn't maybe revert to the meat. He hasn't been that great relatively recently okay Mm -hmm. when you compare him to the other uh top premier league goalkeepers so um it's a question that i really do want to delve into as as we start to look at their transfer policy for the offseason um as this uh they need more wingers they got to get the sack extension arteta extension sign a midfielder and sign another another winger that can play forward that would be the best scenario rafinha and musa diaby those would be my suggestions for Arsenal and for a team like Newcastle that we can already see the news. So, people, put down below yep. what you think Arsenal needs and if you believe in us too that Man City are going to win the Premier League. Tell us down below. So, now oh with the top boy. four, oh, my days. I got things to say. I got things to say. And my first focus is going to be Newcastle. Newcastle deserve okay. it. And I think Newcastle are going to get Champions League football for the first time ever since Sir 
Bobby Robson was coaching this club. They deserve mm -hmm. it with players like Brun Guimarães, Trippier, Joe Ellington, Alexander Isaac with unbelievable runs, world-class signing, and justifying the 70 million price tag. For me, something yes. that shows Newcastle has the best defense in the Prem, and yes. this season, Isaac, Callum Wilson, and Almiron, these three have scored 35 goals for Newcastle this season. Right. So I got to respect what they're doing, and Eddie Howe, masterclass right there. So they're my first shout-out. Yeah. <laughs> But but uh, it's it's a very very smart shout out because because they still own the best defense in the entire Premier League. Exactly. But on top of that, buddy, buddy, you mentioned him last, and I'm glad you mentioned him. Callum Wilson has been the decider for <laughs> Newcastle over the month of April. He has outscored Erling Holland in April. Right? He has also set the record all time in Newcastle history for most goals in a calendar month. Okay, oh, no. he's got eight eight goals, eight goals in April. Are you ready for this? He's got five goals in his last three games, and he has 15 Premier League goals in just 18 starts for Newcastle this season. I get it. He's 31 years old. He's injury prone. He's only got five caps to his name. But Callum Wilson is the perfect Eddie Howe depth striker, and it is showing this season. Um, he's basically the Julian. Okay. He's basically the Julian Alvarez it for is. Manchester City that he is for them, but except obviously Julian Alvarez has a much, much, much higher ceiling. And, you know, <laughs> Callum Wilson is like 10 years his senior. But listen, I got to give it a lot of it to Callum Wilson because, my goodness, uh, if it weren't for Callum Wilson this April, Newcastle might be flagging still. They might be, be looking from the outside in um, at, at, I don't know, but, you know, Tottenham's still bottling it. Newcastle has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I I enjoy watching them, man. And <laughs> I wanna I wanna see where this goes. I, I agree with you. I think they are going to cement you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Third place. They're in third place. They're gonna remain in third place. They got 13 goals in their last three games. They're going bold, Newcastle. Yeah. Completely. And yeah. I love how you shout out Callum Wilson. And for me, it's it shows the quality of management. Newcastle and Man City have Callum mm -hmm. Wilson and Julian Alvarez as backup strikers, respectively. Both are better than Man United's first striker. That is faction, yeah. in my opinion. Veghorst doesn't have still a league goal to his name. And that's why I'm going to say that Newcastle deserved that third slot and first place with Man City. I think that will be yeah. the case. And you, you mentioned too, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe deserves a lot of recognition. And yes. this season, I will say if Newcastle get the third place, I would give the manager of the season to Eddie Howe. The management he is that, or Unai Emery, that went from yes. this season with Aston Villa, from relegation battle, okay, to fighting for European places. This happened. Yeah. That's absolutely phenomenal what Unai Emery did this season too. So it would be between the three. Managers of the season, Guardiola would obviously have to be there too. <gasps> of course. Oh, that's a hard decision. But Guardiola, anyhow. The Zerbi? Arteta? The Zerbi? The Zerbi's changing everyone. I'd say Brighton is the best team with ball possession. Brighton was yeah. winning 5-0 against Wolves. The Zerbi ball with Al McAllister, Caicedo, with, Colville. With a oh, yeah, with a rotated squad. With a rotated squad, well, right? Like, I think that's what you were about to say, Undav right? Matoma on the bench. Grob. Yeah. 
Abs- absolutely ridiculous. But um, listen, I, I I think okay. Back to back to the top four here. Manchester United, I think, has already solidified fourth. I think after beating Aston Villa uh, straight up, ending an eleven uh, game unbeaten streak streak by Unai Emery and Aston Villa, and doing so while not playing. Very good football, okay? I think Manchester United will be fine. I think really it's just fighting Newcastle for third place. Um, And there you go. There's your top four. There's your uh, group stages. And I think everybody's happy when it comes down to that, especially Newcastle in Mm. this particular environment. I think the only one on the outside looking in right now that could finagle their way up there over the next, you know, however many games are remaining, I can't remember right now, uh, is going to be Liverpool. Liverpool, it is. yeah, oh, Brighton, Brighton yeah. too, Brighton too. Yeah, Brighton too, but I think they're a little too far behind right now. I know they've got games in hand. Mm-hmm. I know they've got games in hand, um, but but Liverpool, um, but yeah, I, I like with you. I like I like the rest of their season. Okay, but, and um, I don't know. But, I, I, but, hey. You really. I I, I want to believe Brighton could get in that top four. I know I've said it previously, but they they do shut off um at times and to be honest that that 6-0 drubbing wolves have has been they've been asking for it mm-hmm. over the last few games i know they've had some respectable results um as nunez comes back and is healthy as pedro neto comes back and is healthy um but they've been asking for it based on on things so i don't know man do um, you think with Brighton... qatar investment man united with qatar investment man united and with the signing of harry kane do you think man yeah. united will finish second minimal next season Second minimal? Yes, it, ahead of Arsenal. It, it, depend, it, it depends on all the other signings uh, that Arsenal make. But yeah, I, I think based on Qatari investment, you're talking about um, <laughs> you're, have... you're talking about you're talking about having the transfer kitty to spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we know, Todd Bowley has proven that uh, it's not about how much you spend; it's about who you bring in and the relationships that you build. And <laughs> Chelsea's still waiting for that to happen. Um, so. Got ten you got there. ten. You, you got, got ten hog there. But let's. Yeah. See. I, it's it's gonna. It's gonna be a tougher fight for second next season. I think there's gonna be multiple squads that are capable of uh, of winning. But as of right now, Manchester City, um, they're they're gonna be favorites once again for I, next season. I agree. I agree. And I'm gonna say with Man yeah. United, in my opinion, I say next season Man United definitely can have Maguire as captain. In my opinion, they should let go of Maguire and keep. Lindelof. Lindelof could be the third option or fourth option in Man United next season. I think he would do the job. You got Varane, Lisandro Martinez, and signing another center back, I think will be the right thing to do. And Man United, too, to get Harry Kane. They need Harry Kane more than anyone, in my opinion. And with Ten Hag, he could win the Premier League. I want to say that. And Casemiro, too. I want to stress yeah. upon this because, in my opinion, Kazmiru was the best signing of Man United with Eric Ten Hag. He's the boss, he's the leader of the midfield, and he completely shows levels of difference when he's not on the pitch. And Man United have to rely on McTominay and Fred. Kazmiru is yeah. world class in the CDM position. Who, who has been the uh, better over 30 signing? Kazmiru for Manchester United mm-hmm. or Lewandowski for Barcelona? Uh, that's a good question. I, I'll I'll still go Casemiro. <laughs> I'll say Casemiro because of the difference he has done for Man United, and they won a trophy after five years trying and win the first season with Tanag. He won the League Cup. 
So that's okay. why I'm so optimistic uh, with Kane coming. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm more convinced than ever. Harry Kane wants to stay in the Premier League. Twenty-five goals to his name this season. So I'm, I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. But if, if for the same price or around the same price, okay, um, or even ten or twenty million more, mm. wouldn't you? Would you plan for? the future future or would you just plan for the near future by bringing in Victor Osimhen? Exactly. It's, I would still go for Harry Kane. Maybe. I don't know. I think Osimhen is better, but Harry Kane gives the guarantees in the Premier League. That's, that's, I, I, I still, but honestly, if it was me, my decision for Man United, I would get Jeremy Fringpong. I would spend the bank for Frankie de Jong and I would get to Victor Osimhen. But if they get Harry Kane, I will not be disappointed. I think that's the yeah. best option for, for Man United. And they are. And two, I want to mention, Man United have extended with Garnacho five years. An important yeah. extension for the club for one of the best young wingers in the Premier League. Okay, the kids got back to talent and now he will stay at Man United, guaranteed. But I want to talk about Liverpool too because Liverpool, mm-hmm. I think with Klopp, Liverpool next season will be competing to get the title. I think they're going to sign two midfielders, and I see Ugart already being mentioned, and that is a very good name for Liverpool fans, and honestly, in my opinion. And I just want to say, too, the style of play of Liverpool is changing right now. Trent Alexander-Arnold is playing more in Mm. midfield in that inverted role that Guardiola has adopted, too. But in this new role, Trent Alexander has six assists in his last five matches, playing more in midfield. And next season, if he starts in this new role, I could see him breaking records in terms of assists for a defender. So watch out. Watch out. Next. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. Because Liverpool Liverpool have Luis Diaz, Diogo Jota, Darwin, Cody Gakpo, all for next season. Salah, like forwards, they're set. They just see the new center back and definitely more guarantees in midfield. Like Ugart, Mount, Caicedo would be dreaming. But those are the type of midfielders. Caicedo would be dreaming. But yeah, I uh, so it's like the death of attacking football uh, fo- fullbacks from here on out. We're going inverted. Everyone's going to adopt Pep's um, essentially. They're, they're going to match and then try and raise Pep Guardiola from here on out. I mean, I like we all knew Alexander Arnold was going to be in the midfield at some point. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm a little surprised as how effective it has been, but then again, with how abysmal Liverpool has been and how inconsistent they've been at times, um, it, it makes sense to, to kind of go for things. I mean, they're going to be playing UECL and they're going to be playing UEL football likely next season, mm-hmm. although they could maybe surprise some people if, if we get a little bit of a bottling job from others. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they bring in. I agree with you in some respects. Um, that Liverpool could wind up being uh, a, a contender next season. But I don't know. It, it worrisome to me is maybe Virgil van Dijk's minor decline mm-hmm. as of right now. Um, and also, you've got guys that have been injured quite a bit uh, in Luis, D- Luis Diaz. Great to see him score a goal. Diogo Jota. Um, and I, I just... It's not as foolproof as obviously people have seen. Everybody came in thinking Liverpool was just going to get it done, get it done, get it done, and then injuries kind of sent them backwards. I mean, hell, we've all forgotten the name of Stefan Bajcetic. I can't even say his name because he's already been injured for them. Injury, injury, injury. So um, I agree that won't happen again next season, but 
I don't know, man. It does feel a little bit like a changing of the guard over time. And, and it does. I, I like, I like, uh, that's a good, very good point. The injuries are what can set Liverpool's failure for next season. So hopefully the medical department, just like Guardiola with Man City's, fixes everything. And well, that's and a right very signings. good point. And, but bright signings, I just want to say yeah. Brighton, my last shout in the Prem, Brighton, okay, next yes. season reportedly are going to get João Pedro. That adds a terrific signing for 35 million pounds. They're going to sign yep. James Miller to lead by example at 37. And they're going to get Adingra from Royal St. Was that he's on loan for Brighton with yep. 10 goals and 11 assists. Three unbelievable signings for Brighton that will definitely make them competitive to get the European spots once again. It is. So I want to say it that. is. It, it, it's a little... Um... 35 million for Jao Pedro is a little worrisome for me. Mm. It is. is it? He's inconsistent. He's been inconsistent. But then again, he's been playing for Watford. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he is consistently at the top of, you know, dribbles completed. He's always kind of uh, showing a fearless style of football. He's going to fit in very, very well with De Serbi. It's just whether or not um, De Serbi can turn him into an absolutely consistent threat. But you know what? Considering what the Serbia has been doing with Welbeck, what he's been doing with a lot of the guys that you would kind of name as their depth pieces, um, it, it's been really, really impressive. And just under 21 guys, before we even factor in um, the guys that might be leaving like McAllister and Caicedo, which they have not fully replaced yet. I know they've got Yasin Ayari behind. Um, they've got guys, you know, Facundo Buenonote. They've got Julio and Cizo who, uh, hello, I mean, he's been very clearly over the last few weeks one of the most exciting young talents in the Premier League. You've got uh, the aforementioned Iari. You've got Evan Ferguson, Simon Adingra coming back on loan. And they've got a guy in their um, system, Andy Moran, who I think is going to play a uh, outsized role for Brighton. I love that he is sticking that young core um, and, and giving them the chance to show themselves because I, I forgot to mention the 21 year old that we've all forgotten Billy that Gilmore. they signed for what? Eight, nine million. Exactly. He got his first start played in a very, very long well. time. Billy Gilmore played very, very well. And I expect to see more from it. My biggest thing for DeSerbi is whether or not we are actually going to see as much carnage in the transfer market as we think we're going to see. Uh, because if they lose Caicedo, if they lose McAllister, um, Either their scouting department's already in overdrive trying to find their uh, replacements, um, or it's going to be a, a pretty outsized effect on them. Because none of the guys you mentioned mm -hmm. are straight up able to. Buenanote, um, I think. I think if they keep, they're going to keep Evan Ferguson, they're going to keep Mitoma, and I think they yeah. keep Caicedo for next season. I think McAllister will not be really. Oh, I you think... just screwed up my game later. But let's man. see, let's see, let's see, let's yeah. see. We have a game later, okay. people. Watch out until the end of this podcast transfers game, okay, people. So put down below in the comment section before we get to a transfers that you think yes, will sir. be happening this summer. But I wanted to mention <laughs> other leagues. Bundesliga is catching up, okay? And Bayern <laughs> Munich had a very important win against Hertha Berlin. And now, once again, in the Bundesliga, Bayern are top of the league. And now oh, are favorites it. to get the 11th in a row Bundesliga title. This literally yeah. will save Thomas Tuchel's season being out of the DF Pokal and out of the Champions League. 
they need to win the Bundesliga. So I could see yeah. that happening. And I want to give a big shout out to Joachim Kimmich. Okay. Kimmich is a leader. He had two assists against Hertha Berlin. And this season, he's got 17 goal involvements for Bayern Munich. World class player in his position. And he will always be present in the next five years for Bayern Munich. So, again, yeah. a leader in involvement. He had 11. Kimmich had 11. Chances created in that match, I think. Um, I mean, just absolute undeniable class there. Uh, I am not as uh, excited about this whole Bayern thing again. Uh, I, I think it, it was less about Bayern winning. It was more about Dortmund bottling it against Bauckham. Um yeah. I, I don't necessarily understand how you don't take a few more chances um, to really go after them. Uh, I really, really am trying to understand it when it comes to Eden Terzic and his choices here. Um, but I just don't think Adeyemi, I don't think Daniel Malin. I mean, they're not yet those guys that you look at and you're like, you know, I, I think th so, they're not striking fear into the defenses, right? But every year, every year we think Dortmund's going to do it. If they can't do it with Holland, if they can't do it with Holland, how are we going to expect them to do it? Um, with I, the players that I, they have I, right now. I still, I'm going to believe, though. I still, I'm going to believe. Because this season, a teenager is leading the way for Bayern Munich 2 next to Kimmich. The player yeah. with most goals and assists for Bayern Munich is Jamal Musiala with 28 goal involvements for this team. The best player yeah. for Dijkmanschaft in the World Cup and the leading player in goals with Bayern Munich. Generational talent. And already, I want to know, in the, in the comments down below, what would be the price... For Jamal Musiala to leave Bayern Munich right now. I really don't know. I really don't know. But it has to be a blank check by Real Madrid, Barca. Barca can't offer a blank check. But Real Madrid most definitely are a Man City or a PSG. But that would, that would be or, interesting. But Mane or Chelsea. The market, but we can talk about Mane afterwards too. Yeah. So let's see. Yeah. Let's what see. A, you know, color, color me shocked that Sadio Mane did not work out at Bayern. It's. I, I was um, surprised. I think he really relied on Nagelsmann. I think Nagelsmann was a big part of bringing Sadio Mane in. But uh, that's why he straight away rumors to go out of the club. Yeah. So, ne never really got going, man. Never really got going. Well, I, I have since turned my attention from the Bundesliga to Syria. <laughs> and um, boy, oh boy, did it kind of depress me, or it must have depressed uh, all Neapolitan fans that they could not get it done over the weekend. Um, Lazio lost to Inter, which set up the possibility of them, you ready for this? Mm. Winning their first Scudetto in 33 years at the Maradona <laughs> in <laughs> Naples. They would have set that city alight in celebration, uh, hopefully not actually on fire. But Na Naples, once again, will have to wait. They'll have to, to wait as literally everybody uh, below them fights for the Champions League. And there, I mean, beyond Napoli being ahead by 18 points, the most exciting thing going on in world football, oh, right, is, is actually that fight for the Champions League spots. Oh, you've got true. you've got Inter, you've got AC Milan, and you've got, uh, who's the other one? Uh, you got Roma. Right Roma. Roma. Roma, yes, Roma. Don't forget on Mourinho. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I was, a little, I was a little critical of him last week, and I still am critical of him for the most part, but... Um, you've got them all on the same points. Inter's only ahead on goal difference. And if you're going to, if you're looking for something to watch, it's going to be who gets those top four spots, uh, from here on out, because only one of them as of right now can, unless they chase Lazio at the top, uh, behind Napoli, they chase Juventus. 
Uh, and you've also got Atalanta hanging on there. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for actual drama near the end of the season, Serie A is where it's at. Because uh, mm. almost everything else beyond feels spoken for. Um, and a ton of underrated out, right? players yeah. in Serie A. I love how you're yeah, mentioning man. Serie A right here because, yes, it deserves yeah. recognition. And we still believe Napoli is going to win Calcio oh, Serie A, the Scudetto. But boy, oh boy, what a game from all. Choa, 33 years old, and Achoa for Salerditana is one of the best players in Serie A as goalkeeper. I gotta give big Again. credit to him. Experience in the World Cup, showing at Salernitana. Again, man. He did it again. Salernitana is on a nine-game unbeaten streak. They were left, they were left for dead. And the majority of those are, are draws, but Memo Ochoa is the reason, is the reason <laughs> why. And that guy is is turning into an ageless wonder, and it's actually wonderful to see because Memo Ochoa is, I think most American football fans can at least look at Memo Ochoa and say, uh, this this guy's class, right? Yeah, yeah, this yeah, guy is legend. one of the best of his generation uh, when it comes to uh, Mexican football. But uh, I love it, and good good luck to them uh, throughout the rest of the season. But and doesn't change the fact, like, we're going to get a whole lot mm-hmm. uh, told to us next weekend because you've got Roma versus Inter, you've got AC Milan versus Lazio, and you've got Atalanta versus Juve next week weekend so you're gonna get a lot of clarity in syria um just next weekend but we did get clarity inter beating 3-1 lazio that was a big result and lukaku seems to be getting confidence back chelsea fans better hope that lukaku goes bold next season for chelsea because he's the only world-class striker they can have or armand broja too being back from injury but you mentioned to mm. Atalanta briefly big result too for Atalanta beating Torino away from home mm-hmm. 2-1 and my last mention with Roma against Milan 1-1 game the two goals came in the 90th minute from both teams and Jose Mourinho once again in European competitions he's in his 12th <laughs> semi final in European competitions he's a master in the knockout stages and he can go to a final once again. I believe that will be the case. And mentioning Milan, that mm-hmm. assist from the goal, uh, from the 1-1 game with Roma, Rafael Leão had an assist. And I'm going to yeah. say Rafael Leão, in form, is the best player in Serie A. I'll say that, okay? Kvishak Varadzkeli has levels too, but Rafael Leão, when he goes bold, he's absolutely unstoppable, like we saw in the Champions League. For yeah. Rafael Leon, for Asa Milan, at the age of 23, he's got 40 goals and 33 assists. This is a legend yeah. in the making for the Rossonieri. So please sign that extension, Rafa. Maldini, get it done and make the team of the generation, okay? They can, they can dominate Calcio if they keep Mike Magnan, Theo, and Rafael Leon. They can. They will well. keep Donali. So let's see. I wanted to say and if they can, and if they can keep them all healthy, uh, but yes, Rafa Leal. I mean, there's a reason he he leads the league. He leads Syria in big chances created. Obviously, he's up there in dribbles completed. He's all over the place and and phenomenal. Um, if again, we we said it last week. Mm-hmm. If it weren't for that terrible, terrible stretch to start 2023, uh, AC Milan would be obviously a whole lot closer to Napoli and maybe even uh, nudging them. Um, probably still going to be off. Uh, but they were atrocious to yeah. start 2023, and they have since picked it up. And a lot of that is because Mike Magnan returned, and 
Rafael Leal, True. for sure. But I'm, I'm saying, I mean, Roma versus Inter, uh, we're going to find out. Inter's got Roma, they've got Atalanta, and they've got Napoli still <laughs> left for the end of the season. So we're going to find out whether or not Lautaro and Lukaku um, can make sure that they solidify USCL or UCL again um, next season for Inter Milan. Uh, I, I think I think they'll be up to the task. But it, this this is this is what to watch, man. Syria has been a lot of fun this season with Napoli. 33 years, man. 33 years in the the making. Uh, Napoli could wind up lifting this thing as early as, I believe, Wednesday if Lazio missteps again. True. I, so. think, I think so, yeah. I think if Napoli, if Lazio doesn't win, yeah, I think yeah. Napoli, they're, they're definitely going to win it. And what I love about Napoli, okay. after winning, this, they're going to win the Serie after so many years. And they have new legends in their making with Faradskelia, Ozime, and I'm going to say Minje Kim and Lobotka. They're going to be legends sure. long-term because their involvement for this team is unbelievable. Osime, Kvaratskhelia, yeah. can be next to the names of Cavani and maybe Marek Hamsik with one or two more seasons at Napoli. <laughs> so those are legends, man. And it's fantastic to see them being it is. Spalletti making this happen too. So put down yeah. below, shouts, and what do you believe? who do you believe will be in the top four? of the Serie A. We want to see those comments of the top four in Calcio. But if we're going to talk about Bundesliga, if we're going to talk about Prem, Serie A, yeah. we got to talk about my favorite league right now. <laughs> La Liga, okay? Because there's an 11-point gap in La Liga, and I really, it's, it's, it's official for me. Barcelona are going to win the La Liga. And I also believe Lewandowski will be the top scorer of La Liga, okay? With 19 goals right now, he will be ahead of Benzema that has 17. Lewandowski's yeah. levels and guarantees too. So I want to well. say that my first shout. And Christensen. Christensen, this season, he's one of the best free transfers I've ever seen in football. I'm going to say that. Mm. On ball, he's unbelievable. And Barca have one of the best defenses because of Christensen being involved too. Bargain of the decade. Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> They, they, I don't understand what happened midweek with them, uh, Ayo, but yeah. my goodness, That's weird. my goodness, it, it was, it was a good, it was a good showing over the weekend. And listen, it's, it's the same as with Napoli in Syria. They're not playing as great as they were, right? Mm -hmm. Barcelona is not playing as great as they were, um, but they're still getting the results. They're still getting it done and they built a good enough cushion um to to secure themselves la liga i'd be very surprised if they bottle the rest of it um because <laughs> benzema and uh what was it Hirona, i think in middle mm -hmm. midweek so one of uh one of their catalan neighbors uh <laughs> barcelona's catalan neighbors actually got the job done um for them but and I brother think, pep guardiola's to, to brother's show... the owner of uh, girona oh <laughs> see there you go there you go i have visited her uh, girona and it is a beautiful beautiful city um i just no, don't like I the racism the, on viking Vini. that's that's the, what mm. i don't like to see from well, of course and that unfortunately vinny's but unfortunately vinny's seen that not just in girona yes yeah, um he's seen that everywhere in spain right now everywhere you know everywhere he's gone in the, the ucl as well it's mm -hmm. it's pretty ridiculous how mistreated that that man gets uh but mm -hmm. back to barcelona football um I think to tell you where Xavi's head is at in terms of whether or not he thinks he's going to secure La Liga, all you have to do is look at who he was able to hand uh, a debut to, and that is 15-year-old Lamine Yamal. Okay, there is no questioning. Lamine Yamal's um, wonderful talent on the ball, 
but should a 15-year-old essentially be anywhere near the Barcelona 11 right now? Yes. No. But yes. it, no. I'm happy absolutely to see not. I have, I'm happy. I, I'm happy to see Laminia. What is the name it. of our podcast? I know, but what is the name of our podcast? It is FC exactly. Wonder Kid. Of course, I'm I'm happy to see it. But do you need to have him in there? There are other players within La Masia that deserve the opportunity right now. This is all contract negotiation crap to get Laminia Ma to sign his future uh, to Barcelona and convince him that he is part of the team. If you look at the 10 youngest players ever to play for La Liga, to debut in La Liga, you would only remember one of them. I could sit here and I can name them all. Right? Name them. Samson, Oscar Ramon, <laughs> Erastorza, Kubiala, Olinga, Jose Antonio Reyes. You might remember that name. Raf- Rafael Obrador is one that still could make it. Okay. He's young. Um, I think it was for Mallorca. Uh, I, I think he's, he's, a, he's a very good player. Luca Romero, another player that you really haven't seen much of, but That's he true. could also make it. Still young. The only one you're going to know here went through the topsiest, turviest, you know, slaloming his way through world football to get to where he is right now for Arsenal. And that is the youngest, Martin Odegaard. Okay. So I'm talking about one out of that 10 or those nine others. Okay. And now it's Lamine Yamal. All right. And I, I get it. I, hopefully this is, this is not like a, we're going to make him first teamer. We're going to make him first teamer, but at 15, he should not necessarily be part of this. He really honestly should. He should be guarded and he should be told to wait, 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 because Barcelona is worth waiting for. For a moment of comparison, though, it is pretty ridiculous that Lamina Mal shared the same stadium, if you will, as Joaquin at 41 years old, going off into the sunset. Unfortunately, he left the match before Yamal came in, I think, with a knee injury. But at 41, his career is ending. And at 15, Laminio Mall's career is starting. And in between, there's like four and a half World Cups. It's absolutely unreal um, what is happening there. But I, I am a little, I'm more worried with Laminio Mall at 15 years old. I understand the skepticism because okay. it's true. Yeah, I mean, Laminio Mall too became, I think, the youngest player for Barca to play in the UA for you, Fleek. He was the youngest yep. to be called up for Barca. And now the youngest to have a debut at 15 years old, nine months and 16 days that is mad and i love to see that he has moroccan citizenship too so what a season it's been for moroccan football but i think we all know that he's going to pick spanish uh football for la mina that is another shout out but what i love about barca (laughs) beating the derby okay with real betis for the listeners at home 4-0 it's a big occasion for barca citizens a barcelona against betis matchup and this season (laughs) <laughs> Barcelona have won 100% of their matches with Gavi, Pedri, Frankie de Jong, and Busquets on the pitch. The fluidity mm. is just different, and I will re- reiterate again that Pedri is a top three center mid player in the world. The game is different when Pedri is present. And I well, said and too, and I, I, I want to yeah. apologize. I want to apologize mm. the statement I said last podcast of my top four goalkeepers i really believe i was wrong with my top four order and now i'm gonna do a new order and i think it's right the top five goalkeepers in the world of football right now number one is courtois number two is mike magnan and number three is stegen with ronald rouge in front of him with four allison and five ederson in my opinion these are the five top goalkeepers in the world right now in my opinion i wanted to say that 
I mean, there's there's no doubt. There's no doubt in La Liga. In La Liga play, Ter Stegen has been much better than Thibaut Courtois this season. Okay. But Champions League? Champions, <laughs> Champions League, different story. I got you there, right? But uh, Ter Stegen, I think, is actually leading La Liga in goals prevented. Or he's he's second behind Hatafe's goalkeeper or somebody, somebody way down there. But it's very rare that you see somebody doing so well at the top, obviously, with the with the goals that they have not conceded this season, essentially, um, that he has prevented quite a few of them. It's not just that Ronald Arujo, you know, Araujo is so amazing. It's that Ter Stegen has been called into form multiple times and he has delivered. So I, yeah, I agree that he's gotten up there. That's I, valid. I, I agree that's with that valid. change. And there's a yeah. stat, too, that matches what you're saying, that Ter Stegen yeah. is the goalkeeper with the most clean sheets in one season ever. In La Liga with 24 clean sheets. And we still haven't wow. finished the season. And he can make history. And Barca have only conceded 11 goals. Two against Rayo Vallecano yeah. in the middle of the week. That is bizarre. That is bizarre. Bizarre. So bizarre is an understatement. A big mention to that. But we have to mention yeah. Real Madrid. That they're doing yes. everything they can to make this a more difficult title race. Because they did eh. win 4-2 this weekend yeah. and i'm gonna say some bold mentions happened for real madrid vinicius jr in back-to-back -back seasons now has more than 40 goal contributions he is the best mm. brazilian in football right now and vinicius jr if they win another champions league he's a top three player in the ballon d'or in my opinion yeah, just in my opinion yeah Interesting. <laughs> Third, top three. Top three. If they win the Champions Ooh. League again. And look, if I'm a Real Madrid fan, I wouldn't be banging for Mbappé if I see a duo like Rodrigo and Vinicius Jr. Ever, ever since he's touched those knees, Rodrigo, Ronaldo, he's been different. Yeah. This season, he's got 10 goals and 10 assists. That's guarantees mm -hmm. and improvement for him last season. Beautiful. Beautiful assist to Benzema. Absolutely oh. beautiful assist. But hey. We got to talk about the the man, right? The 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 reigning Ballon d'Or um, champion, essentially, Karim Benzema. I mean, his hat trick uh, brings him to 236 total league La Liga goals, which is fourth in La Liga history. Some dude from the 1940s is right above him, which he'll pass likely next season if he stays at Real Madrid, which we expect him to. Okay, and then beyond that, I think we know who first and second are, right? Yeah. Uh, so messy. It, it, it's it, it i don't think he's got the runway left necessarily to chase those two uh cristiano ronaldo and messi but my goodness it, it it's a testament to to what kareem benzema is to real madrid um and i am gonna be very very interested to see what a venetius jr led real madrid um is like mm -hmm. in the future if kareem benzema or when kareem benzema does uh leave real madrid um yes. but so I like that, what you're saying. And this month has been such special for Bezema. It was a Ramadan month. And this month, Bezema mm -hmm. has three hat-tricks in the month of April, okay? The longevity of Bezema is unreal. He will become, yes, the third all-time goal scorer in La Liga. And he played with Bale and Ronaldo. And now he's playing with Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo. That is greatness, okay, for his, it is. For his involvement in longevity. It, it is, and yet the damage was already done, man. They have gotten little little to no closer uh, to to Barcelona at the top here, and, and obviously that's a testament to what Barcelona did um, yes. throughout this season. I mean, it's a testament mo mainly to their defense, and even after those three hat-tricks, 
in this Ramadan month. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Lewandowski, who technically was in a, I'm putting up quotation marks. I don't know if you can see that. Technically was in a, in, in a rut, right? He was in bad form. You know, he's, he's still leading La Liga mm -hmm. in goals. Right. Um, so it, it, that's also a testament to the fast start uh, that Barcelona had in La Liga. Now it's whether or not they can start to make a uh, another Champions League contender in the future. So uh, big, 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 big development, though, for Real Madrid in this particular match over the mm. weekend. Um, and after that shock to four zip loss to Hirona uh, at the hands of a former Major League Soccer star, mm -hmm. uh, Luka Modric, yes. thigh injury. How worried are we? And he won't okay. play the first match against Man City, reportedly. Maybe that's tough. That is that makes tough. the difference. But this is why this is why you have that depth, and and it's 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 put up or shut up, right? For it'll be true. Many Kamavinga at close, I think, if Modric yep. doesn't play, and it will be a big yep. statement for Kamavinga because the world will, will be, be watching against Man City. I completely agree. And <laughs> I want to say a bizarre fact for Real Madrid fans. Last thing on my my end with Real Madrid is. This has been the best season statistically for Marcus Asensio for, for Real Madrid. Mm. He's got 19 mm. goals and assists, and he's at the end of his contract. I think Real Madrid fans will not want to keep him because this is his best season in seven years. And he's yeah. not being unbelievable. So mm. let's wait and see what happens with Marc Asensio. But put down below what, what you La Liga fans... <laughs> For free, I'd get Diaby. I'd get Diaby. I think Asensio... Yeah, free, though. No, no, no. Not for free, but Asensio no. will cost like 15, 20 mil just to sign. Yeah. Or, or even 10 yeah. mil. But I still... I don't I don't think he offers the same guarantees as Diaby for Newcastle. I hear you. I hear... I, I just... Uh, part of me and, and one of these things I want to do in the future mm. um, as we get closer to the transfer window is we all know the guys at the tippy top of their game right now. Mm -hmm. And those guys are going to be absolute hot commodities. They're going to command the big transfer fees. I, I want, I want that short list right below them. Mm -hmm. I want that short list right below them. And Asensio, I mean, again, if you can keep him healthy, uh, Asensio has shown that he can do some damage. It's just a matter of, yeah, finding the, the, the right next best move for him. And my guess isn't that he goes to the premier league. He likely stays in La Liga. I think, um, so. I think so. But Even Barca was yeah. referenced. But people, put down below what do you think will happen Barca. in La Liga. <laughs> but woo, we have here a segment here at the end of the pod and does involve transfers yeah. to know your thoughts too if you match what we believe for players that are going to leave and players that are not going to leave. So put down below in the comment section before we get to it, transfers that you definitely think will happen this summer in the transfer market. But yes, Bretton, we're yep. going to go bold with this. We we already, yes. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to name you a name. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it, You're going to then tell me what your percentage certainty in your mind is mm -hmm. that they leave. So zero to 100%. Zero, obviously, being you have no certainty that they leave. They stay. 100% yep. being they're definitely out of here. And then I want you to give me your first thought as to where they go. I'm going to warm you up with a relatively easy one because we also <laughs> missed a little factoid about them. Um, I'm going to say Harry Kane to start. Harry Kane 100% should leave and will Ooh. leave. And I think okay. he will stay in the Premier League and will go to Man United and win his first okay. trophy with Man United and make history. Well, He's there, already surpassed there Wayne Rooney. <laughs> and, I, and, and there you go. He, he tied. He tied, tied Wayne tied, Rooney sorry. at the top. But we'll he surpass. did it in like a hundred, I think, 
Yeah, Harry Kane scored 208 goals in 316 Premier League games versus I think Wayne Rooney took like 480 or 490 Premier League games to get the exact same amount. So uh, I think with 25 this season, um, Harry Kane deserves a whole lot more credit for what he has done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think next up, it's going to be a little tough is the incomparable Alan Shearer up ahead. So <laughs> Harry Kane, you say Manchester United, and you say 100% that he is leaving. That's interesting. Now, <laughs> we're going to go uh, back to the Bundesliga since you like talking about that. Uh, uh, because I, there's a development here, and I'm going to say Florian Wirtz. I think... <sighs> 20% he should stay and remain with Xabi Alonso. Florian Wirtz okay, has good. a lot of problems with injuries. He's been 10 months yeah. out this uh, in the, the past year. So I believe Florian Wirtz should stay at Bayern Leverkusen because he has a generational talent. Okay, so you're saying 80% that he should stay. 80%, 20% percent, that he yeah, should go. Exactly. Okay. Uh, no, uh, exactly, exactly. 20%. All right. and, and and that's that comes to my next one here because... Uh, I agree with you that he should stay. I, I agree with you that he should have a whole kind of healthful season. Um, and I do wonder, mm-hmm. in this next one, how much Xabi Alonso's start at Bayer Leverkusen is going to kind of weigh on these other ones. And that is Jeremy Frimpong is 100% my next one. 100% leaving. Jeremy Frimpong is 100% leaving to the Prem. The speed on yeah. him, the ball knowledge of where to be on the pitch... He is a special wing back in the making. So 100% I think Jeremy Frimpong will be leaving. World-class player in the making. But you don't you don't think Xabi Alonso has the clout to potentially keep him in the Bundesliga? Because I think the the same markets for Wirtz, mm. I, what, what I'll, what, this is what I would pitch the Leverkusen management. Mm. It's, look, Wirtz has been out so many of these months. We've managed to yep. showcase Jeremy Frimpong in these months. And potential-wise... Mm-hmm. We're going to get this fee. If we manage to keep Wirtz these months, we can have this fee. So I believe that they will have much more next season for Wirtz. So Frank Pong, it will be at his all-time high at Leverkusen. And what club did you you say? Ah, Man United, I think, will be the favorites to sign Jeremy Frank Pong because of Eric Ten Hag. I really believe he knows that he needs an attacking right wing back to get that full success. I really believe that will be the top. This, this next one you're going to like. Antonio mm. Silva. Uh, zero. Stay another season at Benfica. <laughs> I think all the top sharks in the European Giants will be trying Antonio Silva because he's the best under-20 center back in the world. But I think he needs another season at Benfica. Ruben Diaz stayed like two, three seasons in the first team. I think Antonio Silva yeah. needs to stay minimal two seasons because that's minimal. Okay. I think he'll, he'll leave after next season. That's my prediction. Yeah. Zero percent. Zero percent. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes these bids come in. Yeah, he's going to have to like go into a cone of silence this summer and close. not look at this. 100 oh, million my. release close. All right. Well, this next one is not 100 million release close that I know of. But mm. Ansu Fati. Ansu Fati. Uh, if he was injury free, he'd 100 percent be the best winger at Barca. But if an offer that is above 60 million comes for Ansu Fati from a new council mm-hmm. or Chelsea... I would sell them if I was Laporta. And it saddens me to say that because they need those 60 million to get messy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so all I right. Would sell. I would sell, I would sell. And and where do you think you'd wind up? You think you'd stay in La Liga or No, Premier no, League? Prem, Prem, Prem. I really think Prem clubs are fascinated with Anzufati and his agent is George Minch. So he is the third, I think, or fourth uh, in the most well-paid for Barca. 
So that can be problematic if they're going to get messy. So I think uh, the Premier League, that's where that's that's where the clubs will match the same wage. So yeah. Can't believe we're still talking about Messi going back to Barcelona. It's he not will. happening. One more season. It's not. One season. God, get out of here. Get <laughs> out of here. It will. 100% the Barca. Get out of here. 15 no packages way. for 15 suitcases have came, come to Barca. Okay, Listen, in that weekend that he went to see Atletico. I believe in it. On the on all the things that don't need to happen, that's at number one for me. <laughs> okay? Leo Messi does not need to go back to Barcelona for one season. I guarantee you that season he goes back, it's going to be as unfulfilling as his current season is with PSG. But let me shoot so, one to you. Leo Messi, PSG. Leo Messi, PSG. Uh, uh, well, okay. Leo yeah. Messi, PSG. Uh, yeah, 100, 100% he's leaving. 100% he's leaving. But <laughs> it's Barca. not the FC Barcelona. No, it's it not is. the Barcelona. It no, it is. Don't I think, come to Miami, I th- man. Please. Enter Miami. Enter Miami a couple years before the World's Cup. I I think oh. the metrics, I think the numbers will will uh, will definitely get him over the line. Let's now, see. now it could be. It could be like... I don't know. He's definitely done at PSG, right? Uh, yeah, I agree. Definitely done. Definitely done. Um, so I still think Inter Miami. I mean, I know a lot of, I, I just I've talked to a lot of people that are <laughs> around that. Mm-hmm. But then again, his entourage could be playing games. You never know. It. Neymar, um, let but, me shoot another one mm-hmm. to you. Neymar, this this summer. Neymar. Yeah, you know, but where? <laughs> Chelsea. <laughs> where? Todd Boyle right. would pay for 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 Neymar. He would. I think Todd. Todd Boyley's learning a very expensive lesson right now. Um, <laughs> Neymar does not create relationships. So uh, what? I, 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 they need to look London. inward, man. <laughs> oh, of course he'd be he'd be happy in London. Um, I mean, I'm I'm just looking I'm at joking. all the all the players that are absolutely uh, probably miserable right now after having signed for Chelsea mm. and getting buried in a depth chart that is 30 long now. But um, they'll have a 30 percent wage cut because they're not in Champions League football. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they won't be yeah. happy. <laughs> they won't be yeah, happy. No, they will not. They, they, that just makes them even more pissed off. I don't <laughs> think these are players, too, that he's signing that are like, yeah, I'll just take that 30% cut and just accept <laughs> it. It's going to give me a chip on my shoulder and I'll just play better next season. True. It goes beyond just playing better for Chelsea. And, you know, I'm actually glad that we've refreshed things and not talked about the the ills that are Chelsea, uh, this particular one. But I'm pretty sure that in 104 and 105, we're going to be revisiting Chelsea. But let okay. me ask you, Pulisic, though. Third in a row, yeah. this is my last one. Pulisic. Do you think he will? Yeah. What will happen next yeah. summer for Pulisic? Yeah, so I'll say 75% go. Obviously, if Poch comes in, Poch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Po- Pochettino comes in. Um, I, I know that there's New a soft son? spot. I know. <laughs> what? New son? Will Pochettino make Pulisic his new son? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I I think seventy five percent he's got to go. He okay. just has he has to go. Their depth chart too big with his injuries. Uh, you know he'd be better off. He'd be better off at a Newcastle. Um, I, I like honestly, I like be that. a whole lot better off at a Newcastle or Bayern. Um, for that said, I doubt I doubt Bayern's looking to sign him. No, but no, no, I don't think um, Bayern. But that's interesting. It'd be interesting. It is. It is, but yeah, uh, Pulisic has to go. So, but I'm, I am going to leave that 25% handicap um, <laughs> on the fact that new boss seems to be Pochettino. And I do have to ask you: this is completely out of the vein of the game. Do we really think Nagelsmann is going to sign for Spurs? <laughs> Look, if Nagelsmann or Ruben Emery sign for Spurs, that will be the best thing that can happen in the this 
terrible situation and mess that Tottenham are in. These are two experts for a rebuild. Ruben Emery would save, would save Tottenham, okay? And they brought in Pedro Porro already, especially with the departure of Harry Kane. They have to rebuild. They must. So yeah. Well, someone... Someone's going to have to set, you know, hit the reset button on Pedro Porro too, because his defensive liability is no, he's definitely not a bad player. I just think, I mean, you're looking at a guy like Eric Dyer has had some of the most shocking, shocking performances. Kuti Romero is on the short list to be a player, or I'm sorry, team of the season, True. right? In the defense uh, over Lewis Dunk. Lewis Dunk was not even kind of nominated, not what? kind of, he was definitely not nominated. What? Uh, for that, yeah, he's not in it that I know of. I is mean, that, like, I might, it's, it's disrespectful that he doesn't get a call up for England too. Now you see he's yeah. not even in the talk for best center backs of the Prem this season. Disrespectful, I mean, captain of Brighton, yeah. man. Oh my god, uh, I, Lewis Lewis Dunks not there, but Kuti Romero, Luke Shaw, Zinchenko, what? Thiago Silva, Ben Luke Mee, Shaw? Ben Mee from Brentford is oh, there. Oh my god, um, Luke Shaw. Yeah, the only I don't think the only thing I can think of. No, I mean he's yeah, and he's filling in relatively nicely right now with uh, obviously the injury crisis uh, in Manchester United's back four. But when it comes down to it, uh, Lewis Dunk not being there, regardless of the fact, yes, he has conceded the most penalties in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, I mean, <laughs> come on, Lewis Dunk has has been uh, for all intents and purposes next to John Stones the best center back, English center back. Uh, in the league right now. And, and I guess it's questionable that we can even call John Stones a center back right now. That man is turning into one of the most important pieces for Manchester City uh, and their run for the Premier League title. So True. it's it's great to see. So I got one more for you, and then mm -hmm. we can potentially sign off here. Uh, I got to give you the big one here mm. uh, because I, I want to know. Um, it sounds to me you've already given your answer if we kind of rewind back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. But Jude Bellingham is definitely on everybody's mind. I think so Jude I, I really think Jude Bellingham's going to go to the Prem before eventually going to Real Madrid and becoming a Galactico. So I think the best decision for his career for Jude Bellingham would be going to Man City with Pep Guardiola and Erling Haaland. Like this mm. season, if Man City win the Prem, they will win five Premier League titles in the last six years with the signings of a Jude Bellingham, keeping Julian Alvarez, Haaland, all these top talents. Like, it would yeah. be so exciting. And generational players like Foden, Stones, eh, Ruben Dias definitely, in my opinion, will be seen as a world-class player in the future for Man City too. So I'd say Man City, yes. 100% uh, hey, leaving. Sorry, I didn't say the percentage. 100% leaving. Because it's more than 120 million that's being offered to Dortmund for a center mid. That's... Okay. Can't, can't, okay. can't well, debate that. Can't deb Can I yeah. ask you, Ugart? Ugart? U Ugart. Ugart. Okay. Well, I mean, it's 100%. You're going to say that? I'll say I, that. I, see, <laughs> unlike you, I can't say 100%. I'll but say I will 100%. Say, I will say, say 100%. I'll say 80. Nah. I'll say 85%, okay? Nah. Uh, no, I, I mean, the numbers he's put up, right? Yeah. The numbers he's put up are sporting. Um, if you're not looking at him and you're not salivating, um, then you're you're clearly not doing your right scouting. And there's only so many teams, I think. There, there's a lot of teams that learn from the Jao Palinha steal by Fulham last season uh, that they're going to uh, fall over themselves to sign Ugart, and True. frankly, they should. Ugart will uh, so, be better than uh, Bellingham uh, long-term, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll uh, say that. Uh, Uruguayan, defensive uh, mid, yeah. 60 million release clause. He's still young. 
top in tackles yeah. in the Champions League in Primera Liga, he's going to be elite, whoever signs him. Uh, so Liverpool might you, as well get him. You mentioned Liverpool. Yeah, you mentioned <laughs> Liverpool. And that, that, would be, that would be pretty good. I, I think Arsenal would be smart also to throw their hat in there if they most possibly could because he's cheaper than probably what Caicedo uh, would bring. Uh, we didn't really talk about Caicedo, but he's another one on this list. But I gave you one like... And they played against him too. They saw it. They saw him for 118 yeah. minutes, Kugart, and he was one of the best players they did. in the Emirates. Yeah. So that would be a great replacement ah. for Thomas Partey if he's injured. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yes. And I think depth is everything for Arsenal. Um, right now, there's a, just a dip in confidence. There's a dip in belief, and it, it, it was coming. And like you said, they bungled the three draws. They didn't bungle the Manchester City result. Um, and that is mentality, and that is kind of just getting it over the line. They're, they weren't playing with the same kind of... Uh, the same same kind of lack of expectation. So the beginning of the season, Arsenal was just so damn dangerous and so fun to watch. Why? Because there wasn't the expectation uh, of necessarily winning the Premier League. They were just playing to play, right? They were playing to prove a point. And near the end of the season, it became, holy crap, we're, we put ourselves here. Now we got to stay here. And they don't have the personnel to stay there, right? <laughs> um, so going after Ugarts, going after... Um, you know, Ogart, I mean, you could almost, could you sign Palinia um, from it, Fulham? What would that be, cost? Would that cost 40? No more. No, no, no. Definitely minimal 60 for to get Palinia. Even with his, Three times even the with price. his age? Three times the price. Yeah. Yeah, because Fulham, they can they can say, like, this is a player we just signed. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, it, it's true, but I don't know if he signed a long, long, long term. I mean, he's not he's not signing an eight-and-a-half-year contract like uh, Todd likes Mark Bowley. Silva, man. He likes Mark he Silva, does like Mark Silva, and he will start for Portugal, Bellinia, in okay. my opinion. Well, I got, one, I got one more for you that's less uh, kind of – there were a lot of 0% or 90% or 100%. Hmm. I, I got to throw one out there because you look at the results, you look at the statistics in the Premier League, and none stands out more uh, for uh, the for in terms of young playmakers than Michael Olise. Okay, he's fourth. He's fourth in the Premier League in assists. Okay, he had a hat trick of assists uh, in Don't one game. I think one. he had a he had a brace. Yeah, he had a brace the other day uh, of assists. Um, but there's no doubt that if you can keep Michael Olise um, healthy, uh, he's still young enough to to add some uh, real good firepower. I mean, first place I'm looking like Newcastle could be a great place for him. I think I've said Newcastle for literally everybody, <laughs> but when it comes down to it, uh, do you feel Michael Olise needs to move on from uh, Crystal Palace? Look, Crystal Palace have kept Zaha a long time. Eze is still yeah. there. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Olise stays another season, but I would love to see him in another top team because, yes, he's the youngest player to have a hat-trick of assists in the Premier League, and he's a special, special player like Wenger said. Wenger said this when he met him. So I think PSG would be the best signing for Michael Olise with Mbappe leading the way too right there. And I'll give it a percentage of for him to leave. I'd say 40% for him to leave, in my opinion. 40%? Uh, yeah, I'd probably agree with you. I think the managerial kind of carousel that's going on right now, Vieira gone, Hodgson in, um, <laughs> that might lead to something. Somebody's got to test the waters there. But I don't Get, think, I think Hodgson be, will leave. Long term, I I know we'll stay yeah. long term. I don't. No, think he shouldn't. He will, I think he'll stay. I'll be very. I'm very that interested was, to see who Crystal Palace are gonna get. Very yeah, interesting. that was just to, that was just to stop the bleeding, right? That's why Hodgson gets called in. Um, all right. Well, this was a fun game, but I I want to know I want to know in the comments. Um, 
Yes. List list some other players that you think might be leaving this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, either Alex or myself will reply with maybe yes. the percentage chance they're leaving and where we actually think they might wind up. Hey, we can all play this game, but it's it's more fun with friends. So uh, <laughs> that's true. That's any, true. Any other last shouts? Buddy? So, any other last so shouts? So go bold in the comment section, like Bretton just said. But my last shout is like you said in the, the in this transfer segment, under nineteen yep. Portuguese talent that have played in the Portuguese league this Portuguese league this season. I want to give a credit to Rodrigo Gomes, Shermiti, Antonio Silva, João Neves, Dario Esug, Vasco Souza. All players to watch in the Portuguese league and all Portuguese. So please pay like attention it. to these names. Antonio Silva being the biggest one. Even Tiago Santos, fullback of Sturil. Pay attention to this right back. He's a very, very good player, very talented. And he'll be leaving Sturil reportedly for $6 million. So at fullbacks, oh, we're stacked. We're stacked. Cancelo, Ainun Mendes. Now, even now, I said Tiaxanj. Like, eee, I'm so happy. And Braga, two people. If you can watch Portuguese football, Braga haven't lost in the Primera Liga for, I think it's 10 games. Okay, and they won eight of their last 10 games to win Primera Liga. And they're playing the best football in Portugal, too. So that would be the got- my last shout-out. <laughs> Remind me, uh, who who gets... Uh, it's two that get guaranteed UCL group stage? Uh, yeah, uh, I think this will be our last season getting three uh, but it's gonna oh, then go to the dutch oh. league yes the dutch have surpassed us in the rankings i did see that yes yep. and then Bra- braga this season could could line that up right exactly. they could be third exactly oh and that's I, huge and that's I, massive look braga can be second or first too breton braga they, they can make history true. Braga can make history yeah. in these last four fixtures <laughs> i mean that i really see players yeah. that are special and the youngster for you guys to remember is Rodrigo gomes and a bargain mm. signing for any team, I'd say, Al Muschati, CDM of Braga. I could see Wolves. I could see Brighton. I could see a team, like, snatching him up because he's a decent like player it. for Premier League sides. I like it. All right. Well, if you got that shout-out, that's a good <laughs> shout-out. Uh, I got a shout-out, our guy, Jeremy Doku. Mm. Okay? Jeremy Doku has um, – First off, we've gotten the chance to talk to him, and he's just a very, very nice individual. But Jeremy Doku has had uh, – he's probably at wit's end with his own body in terms of injuries and all that good stuff. True. But he is now free to cook uh, for Stad Rene, and boy, oh boy, has he been doing it. And i got to pull up the stat because I didn't get to write it down. But he has four goals in his last three games. He's got – he's averaging six dribbles completed per game, okay, um, which is – Obviously, amongst next around Cherky, some of the best in Lyon. Uh, and he's got seven goals in just nine Lyon starts this season. So if you keep the man healthy, the future of Belgian, the Belgian wings, mm-hmm. okay, if you can keep the man healthy, uh, he's going to do some big things. So I, uh, you know, if you're looking at Lyon and you're looking for the next guys to be picked up by PSG, uh, Jeremy Doku could be uh, leading that list if you can keep him healthy, but Doku's been great. And not just PSG, Southampton did pick up Kamaldin Suleiman, and that was his partner in yeah, crime last season. So Jeremy yeah, Doku yeah. could be going to 
to the Premier League. But if you're listening uh, until now, it's episode mean, 100. I'm sorry, <laughs> you mean who? Sorry, <laughs> you mean the championship. I'm sorry, because Southampton <laughs> will be going to the championship. Oh, but a lot, of, a lot of players still gets from Southampton before they go to the Absolutely. championship for next season. If I was Absolutely. any team in the Premier League seeing Southampton go down, I'm thinking about yes. Warbrows. I'm thinking about Saliso. Yes. I'm thinking about Livramento. Gavin Bazuno even in goal. This quality quality players and, at Southampton uh, and I'll cut and I, that is and that is the, the testament to the Premier League that's part of like that that podcast I want to do on that short list below the all the guys we talked about Osaman, Caicedo, Bellingham, Declan Rice where are they going to wind up yeah what about the guys behind him where does Ward Prowse wind up because mm-hmm. Ward Prowse could be an absolute absolute key pickup uh <laughs> for uh any top Premier League team that is true. right um, so those are the guys that I would really love to, uh, to, to kind of delve into more because it's not just Southampton, you know, if Leeds goes down, Tyler Adams is going to be looked at and that's a, probably about it, uh, from Leeds. United. Brendan Aronson, uh, Rasmus Christensen, mm, there's, there's players there, yeah. there's players there, but again, Rasmus Christensen. Yeah, but we'll, we'll get into it. 103, uh, done, complete. Man, there's just too much football. Too much <laughs> Don't football forget to, talk to about. like this video, people. Like we said, put your transfers down below. Who's going to win the Premier League down below? The, who do you think will win the La Liga? That is obvious. The, who will win the biggest title races in the world of football? Again, thank you for listening until now for episode 103. And thank you for going bold with us another weekend.